Hello and welcome to the Help Me Understand podcast. Help Me Understand is a weekly podcast that explores the context behind the things that we experience from day to day. With topics ranging from personal development to parenting to health and fitness and more, join me, your host, J.K. McLeod, as I share my thoughts and also host conversations that are meant to encourage you to say, help me understand, in an effort to add perspective to the things we experience in everyday life. All right, what is up, folks? Welcome back to another episode of the Help Me Understand podcast. I'm your host, JK, and we are back in the saddle again after taking a couple of months off just based on a handful of things that were going on, just really needed to prioritize quite a few other things, and very transparently uh, just decided to put the podcast on hiatus for a few weeks. So uh, we are back, and uh, we're going to be going ahead and kicking things off with a Friday 4, so I can kind of re-engage and refocus on the rhythm of the podcast. And with the Friday 4, if this is your first time listening to a Friday 4 episode, what I do is I just pick four topics pretty much at random things that are either on my mind or maybe a news article that I read. In this case, that's going to be one of the things. Just no particular uh, rhyme or reason to it, just things that I want to share. So number one is actually going to be related to me uh, really utilizing that language around re-engaging and refocusing um, and getting back into the rhythm of the podcast versus saying something like, I'm going to work on getting back on track. And uh, let me share a little bit with you on why I use that specific language. And I really, uh, both for myself and clients that I work with when I'm working with folks that I'm working on their uh, fitness, we don't, really, we don't really talk a lot about getting back on track. We typically will use phrasing around um, re-engaging the rhythm. And one of the reasons that I'm not a big supporter of cons- constantly talking about getting back on track, let's say, for example, something like someone has been sick, somebody has been on vacation, uh, someone has uh, planned to train four days that particular week, and then it turned out that just based on things happening with other responsibilities, whether they were work or family, or just, you know, they just decided not to get up and, and go train that particular day, they utilize the language of getting back on track. And why I'm not a big supporter of consistently using that language is because I think that it can lead to then going down this path of always feeling like you're starting over and not acknowledging that those bumps along the way or those detours or whatever you know word that you want to use for life lifing like doing the things that life is going to do that those particular things when they happen then they're not part of the track so those who um, are listening to this and maybe have heard me uh, talk about this topic before know that I often will say, you know, if you find yourself pretty regularly talking about getting back on track, then maybe it's time to take a look at how your track is designed. So if you are thinking through, you know, reflecting, let's say, you know, today is November 4th. So if you reflect on how things have looked for you for the month of October when it comes to what you feel like you would measure your consistency with your workouts. And you feel like you've been just kind of all over the map and you say, okay, November is the month that I'm going to get on track. Like, what does that actually mean? 
And are you truly taking into account all of the knowables that you have for the upcoming month? Are you taking into account that maybe uh, sickness is going to be a bit more unpredictable? This seems to kind of be tis the season for that sort of thing right now. Are you taking into account that you know that things uh, with your job may be a bit different? for the next three to four weeks? Are you just really thinking through, are you taking into account all of these things and putting that into the plan that you're making or the expectations you have for yourself of what consistency is going to look like for the upcoming month? And that may mean that the training frequency, you know, I do default to talking about training quite a bit just because that's the business that I'm in. So maybe your training frequency will need to be adjusted for the upcoming month, knowing in advance how crazy things are going to be. So design your track as best as you can with the knowables versus being like in this state of denial that, you know, well, I've always worked out four or five days a week. So that means if I'm not working out four to five days a week, then I'm off track. And then you just find yourself going, going back and forth and over and over again with these feelings of guilt for not being on track. So uh, I even just recently was having a consultation with somebody. And one of the things that I talked about was that in this particular individual's uh, plan, there were no do-overs. There was not going to be any starting over. We were just going to accept that life was going to do the things that life does. And we were going to roll with it as those things came up. So if it meant taking an unplanned recharge day, if it meant needing to take a particular workout, and make some adjustments to it where instead of doing, you know, the five movements that were in the workout, we do the three, we do the three main movements and we call it a day, then cool. We still um, check that box. We still focus and do what we can to maximize that time that's available for us. And then we move on to the rest of the day. There is no starting over or needing to make up for. So that was uh, loosely topic number one, uh, that just came really just kind of off the dome around like really thinking about instead of talking about, um, getting back on track, think about it as re-engaging your rhythm in whatever aspect. Again, I'm always going to default to talking about working out and training. And I think it's something that you can really shift to just about anything within your life. So that's topic number one. All right. Topic number two is um, something that's still a developing story. And I, I guess going into this, I'll throw out essentially like a, a disclaimer or, you know, whatever the right term would be to use that um, I could I could title this particular one, you know, based on current assumptions or based on what I've what I've learned so far, because there are always like ever evolving things with news stories and news cycles. You know, there's always like the first announcement of something and then more details come out and then other details come out. And then, you know, like a year later, there's a documentary that comes out and you find out even more stuff. Um, like it just, it just reminds me, I was talking to somebody the other day about all of the different things that we're starting to learn about say like the mid nineties to two thousands with all the documentaries that are coming out. Uh, recently on Hulu, there was a documentary about, uh, Victoria's secret. Then, uh, Netflix did a documentary on, uh, or a, you know, a, a series or whatever on Abercrombie and Fitch and just all of these different things that are starting to 
to be exposed around some of the toxicity that really existed back in those days. And at that time, with those being days where, you know, I was in my late teens to early 20s, I was completely oblivious to, you know, what was really happening behind the scenes uh, with a lot of those things. I just yesterday was talking to somebody about a reference to the Cosby show and just thought about how that that definitely doesn't age well now. And I remember uh, at a certain point in time, like during my childhood, like the Cosby show was everything. And um, I even remember reading the book that Bill Cosby wrote with somebody else on fatherhood. And I thought like it was going to help me prepare for being a dad. And then fast forward um, to now and all of the things that we've um, we've learned about what was really going on there. And uh, it just, just reminds me that anything that we, that I am commenting on with my perspective or my opinion on, I feel like it just has to come with this permanent disclaimer of based on what we know as of right now, or based on what I've learned so far, because Lord knows things could change. So um, with that, the second topic, I wanted to talk about um, what's going on in the NBA with Joshua Primo. So if you're not familiar with this story, uh, Josh Primo was a player for the San Antonio Spurs. He was 19 years old, and he just recently was released from the San Antonio Spurs. And um, I'll, I'll actually go ahead and link a, a, an article that I found uh, just a couple of days ago, I think, that was released that starts to go in a bit more detail. Essentially, the very short overview is that at first, the San Antonio Spurs um, NBA basketball team released Primo and simply stated that basically he had violated team rules and um, had exposed himself to a female member of the staff. And so they were letting him go. So I'm, I'm keeping it pretty short as far as that, but that's essentially what the statement was. Then I'd say maybe a day or two later, then uh, Primo puts out or his attorney puts out a statement, you know, saying that um, his his client is was getting help for some mental health issues and also some trauma that he had faced and asked for privacy at this time. So that that's the most basically that was put out. And then uh, a day or two ago, I come across this article where now um, his um, his accuser. So the person who is alleging that uh, Primo exposed himself uh, put out a statement through uh, her attorney. So um, essentially what it sounds like is that the person who is uh, saying that he exposed himself improperly is is or was a mental health professional that was on contract with the San Antonio Spurs. And I'll, again, I'll link the article because I'm not doing a great job of summarizing it because the the incident itself or the um, that particular uh, story is not exactly what I want to make topic number two. Uh, the story, though, starts to go into detail around really creating this picture so far from what I can tell where um, Josh Primo would show up to sessions and expose himself to his therapist in some way, shape, or form. There aren't specific details. Um, however, the assumption that, that I get based on the way that the statement 
is worded is that he's not wearing undergarments under his basketball shorts or under his shorts during the sessions. She then goes to um, some of the officials within the organization and complains, like states to them that she's uncomfortable about this. And uh, from what I remember with the statement, she did this up to nine times on nine occasions and said that nothing was being done about it. And so that's why she finally has now gone this route and then uh, Primo was released. So there's a lot more that's going to come out about this. That's not the main thing that I wanted to discuss for topic number two, though. For topic number two, what I wanted to talk about was a couple of things that are starting to be included in this particular conversation. Um, so in this particular conversation, number one is uh, with reading a lot of the different comments on uh, sites like Bleacher Report and ESPN.com and The Athletic and other places that are reporting this particular thing. I was somewhat surprised by the number of people really seems to be more males than anybody that were commenting that this is why you don't hire women in a male dominated field. So, you know, there'll be the comment, the, the, the post about the story. And then there's this overwhelming, overwhelming, kind of feel of comments or number of comments of men commenting, well, this is why you shouldn't have, you know, women in the male dominated sports and different things like that. And, you know, this has helped me understand. It's not helped me agree. And, you know, it's a platform where I'm able to express my opinion and my perspective. And it's certainly not one that I expect um, anyone else to agree with. That, that point of view to me is a very, a very specific example of the issues that we currently have in our society. So for a story like this to come out, and as the story is developing so far, the uh, Primo has not denied anything that's happened. So, so far we have Primo, who's been accused of this. He's been cut by the team, who I would assume has done some sort of investigation prior to releasing a player that was like pretty much their top draft pick last year. So, um, and with what we know about professional sports leagues in the United States, like you can get away with a whole lot and still stay on. So if they're letting you go, like something's definitely up. So, or, or most likely up based on the evidence that they have. So you have him who's not denying it, and you have a person who is the mental health professional, and she's stating what's going on. And somehow people still feel compelled to say, well, the problem is that you hired a female to work with a whole bunch of males, as if there's no sense of responsibility that falls on the male or males to act with integrity or act with respect and do the right thing. So uh, it just, it, I don't even want to say blows my mind. It's just extremely disappointing that we still in this day and age have folks who feel like that's, that's the issue that needs to be argued here. So it's not just confined to this particular story. There's also the story about uh, Udoka, the uh, Celtics head coach, 
who was suspended um, in May now. Actually, I believe, I'm, I'm not sure, I haven't been keeping up on NBA News today. Um, I think he's um, in line to become now the coach of the, uh, the Brooklyn Nets uh, pretty shortly here. However, he was let go for some sort of violation of team rules for having a consensual relationship with a female member of the Celtics staff. So I, I, um, I emphasize the word consensual relationship. So there was no um, accusation of um, harassment or anything like that that I remember. I could be completely off. This is why I'm not a news reporter, by the way. I'm just a, a dude with an internet connection and a microphone. So even in that case, though, uh, if you read a lot of the different stories and you go to the comment section, which you know the comment section is always just going to be a whole hot mess. Again, a lot of a lot of the comments are around like, well, you know, this is really going to discourage teams from hiring females because this is why stuff like this happens. And it just seems to me to be so, so completely off the mark of what the issue actually is. So I just, I'm, I'm not sure exactly what my point is going to be on that one. It's just going to be overall really like let's let's really challenge ourselves to really think about what the important issues are when stories like this come up because it smells a whole lot like victim blaming at this point and i just I, you would think that we would at least in many ways be a bit further along however there just seems to be something especially when it comes to sports like especially when it comes to sports and i've talked about this in a couple of episodes with my perspective on how the nfl handles sexual assault cases um, and things like that there just seems to be still this overall feeling of whenever we have professional athletes or maybe not even professional athletes just athletes in general like male athletes that we can pretty much like they can do no wrong or even if they do wrong we're willing to kind of give them a pass uh, because of the way that they perform on the court or on the field or in the front office or whatever it may be so it's just just something that um, really was kind of kind of heavy on me because it was it was really bothering me just to read those particular um, comments and then like a secondary piece of that too that um, i'll definitely be interested to see is how a case like that gets handled when you're talking about um, the therapist going to the team officials to let them know what's going on versus saying something to uh, Primo, who was really her patient at the time, who was uh, who's being accused of exposing himself. And there were a lot of comments around, you know, well, she let this happen nine times. Like, why wouldn't she say something to him? And that's definitely something that I would be interested to hear the opinion of a mental health professional uh, in a case like this, because I feel like, you know, being just your average person here on the outside of that industry, I do feel like there's a certain level of, um, responsibility slash like relationship that the therapist is trying to build. And if there's something like that, that makes that individual uncomfortable, then to me, it seems completely reasonable that she would go to the team officials to say, hey, can you talk to your guy and let him know about this so that she can still maintain that that um, patient or the, the client and therapist relationship. 
again, I may be completely off the mark on that though. So uh, if you are listening, if you are a mental health professional and you're listening to this and uh, you'd like to chime in and tell me, you know, yeah, you have no idea what you're talking about. You're way off the mark. I'm definitely open to that. Or um, if maybe you can shed a little bit more light on what are, you know, what are the rules or what are the expectations when there is a situation like that, because if, if I remember correctly, this is an individual who was under contract uh, for, say, like a specified amount of time to work with the team, because I believe that um, in one of the reports that I had read, she is they decided just later not to renew her contract. So I don't think that she was, uh, say, like a 100 percent member of the staff. It almost sounds like subcontractor or um, hiring, you know, an outside firm to do some work. So just wanted to use that as topic number two is really just the reactions and comments and where we are still in the year 2022 when it comes to um these sorts of things in the workplace like where are we really placing the responsibility or are we still on this whole like let's blame the victim thing right out the gate okay uh let's see here topic number three for the friday four is actually a recommendation for an app for you so uh full disclosure i get 0.0 dollars of compensation with this particular app i just wanted to pass it on to you it's an app called Prompted Journal. So something that I've been uh, trying to work on getting a bit better at is uh, taking some time, a few minutes each day to do some actual documented reflection. Um, I know that I do work with some folks who will do, say, like a daily gratitude. I do a great daily gratitude myself. Uh, some folks who will do journaling. Uh, I have actually tried to do journaling, I'd say, over the last few years and where I really struggle is trying to journal and um, coming up with, hey, what, what do I want to journal about? Like that sort of a thing or just sit and, you know, just kind of reflect on. So I found this app and it's called Prompted Journal. And what it is, is it comes up with a prompt um, each day. And for example, the other day it was, what do you like about yourself? And so you can, you know, it's, it's an app that's on your phone, so you can type in your answer. And then what I like about it is that it has a, a, um, a spot that says dive deeper. And if you click that, so if you decide that you want to dive deeper, you click that. And then it basically starts to peel back more of the layers. So for example, the other day, like I said, the question was, what's one thing that you like about yourself? And then if you did the dive deeper option, it said uh, things along the lines of, where do you think you got that trait from? What are some examples of where you feel like you can exhibit that particular straight, that particular trait and things like that. And what's really cool is it keeps track of all those different entries that you have. And then you can go back. Um, I believe it repeats the, that same entry or that same question one year later. So you can then go back and see what was my answer a year ago and what is my answer now. So just a recommendation that I have for you, if you are somebody who is trying to spend a little bit more time reflecting, journaling, and you find the entire practice to be really more stressful than it should be and just want at least a prompt, then I'm going to recommend that app for you. Um, disclaimer, I am not going to be held responsible for anything that comes your way because you signed up for that app and all of a sudden then you start getting um, you know, midnight phone calls about your car's warranty. So 
I'll just leave that at that. And then topic number four is a um, not so shameless plug for listening to a recent interview that I did on the Multifaceted Athlete Podcast with Coach Kelly Lutz. If you do listen to my podcast regularly, um, actually... I think the second to last episode I just put out was actually an interview that I did with Kelly. So she she's on Instagram as Coaching Klutz. So she was on the Help Me Understand podcast a couple of months ago. And then I was given the opportunity to sit down and chat with her and be interviewed on her podcast, The Multifaceted Athlete. We had a great conversation about all things um, training, really talked about mindset. Doug, um, really really deeper into um, talking about how I build training programs and coach people based on their personality type, which is something that I do spend a lot of time doing. However, don't necessarily talk about it a lot on my podcast. So I really appreciated the opportunity for Kelly um, that Kelly provided me to be on and sit down and talk with her about that. So I'll put a link to that episode in the show notes. Also multifaceted athlete with uh, coaching Klutz, Kelly, Kelly Lutz. All right. So with that, that is going to do it for this week's episode of the Friday four. If you've stuck around this long, I sincerely appreciate it. Uh, for those who have sent messages or anything, just kind of wondering, Hey, when was the next uh, episode going to come out? Here you go. And I do appreciate uh, you being a dedicated listener. So again, thanks for listening to the Help Me Understand podcast, and we'll catch you next time.